To these amazing places podcast. This is show number 144 for the week releasing Monday, January 24th, 2011. Welcome. This is Adam. Doug's not with me in the studio. If you're a normal listener, you're used to hearing him and his voice, but he will be on a little later. On this week's show, we decided to go into cruises. Now, we haven't talked about cruises in the past besides mentioning some news that Disney had released a ship here and there. Well, last week was their christening ceremony on their new ship, the Disney Dream, and so we thought it appropriate to begin talking about cruises. So on this week's show, Doug and I sat down with our friend Roy, who actually is now a member of theseamazingplaces.com. He's on our staff. He actually has an email address. We'll get to that. I'll get to that at the end of the show. But uh, Roy can book vacations for you, and so he'll be on the show a lot more. You'll hear him in the future. But on this week's show, we decided to sit down at a roundtable and kind of discuss some things as far as planning and those things that you can do with a Disney cruise. Now, a lot of what we cover are general to cruise lines, and we'll cover more details from a general cruise perspective next week. But there are some things on this one that you might want to listen to, especially if you've never been on a cruise before. So as you listen, if you have questions about it or you just want to contact us and you want to get some help in looking for where should I go, what can I do, what kind of cruise can I go on, or even what kind of vacation or going to Disney World or I'm going this place and I want to go to Universal, anything like that, that's what we're here for to help you out. We don't necessarily have to book your vacations, but we can if you want us to. And all that information is available on our website. If you go to theseamazingplaces.com, click on the Book It tab, and there's information on contacting us, or you can just click on the Contact tab, and that'll send us an email. Or you can send us an email, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com, and that will definitely get us started. Um, over time, we'll eventually make our Book It tab a little easier to understand, so there's not tons of stuff. But because all of us are involved anyway, Roy will be on the show a lot more in the future, stuff like that. We'll all get emails, and we're all communicating. So we can definitely be there to help you out with all your planning and all your vacation needs. So without further ado, here's our roundtable discussion on the Disney Cruise Line. Enjoy. All right, we're back, and Roy is here with us again. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Great. Great. Let's go on a cruise. All right. Please, right good. now, I mean, there's what, seven inches of snow outside? Let's yeah. Let's go on a cruise. Darn near. Although, I have to say, thanks to people from colder climates contacting us, we got an email from Canada and from Scotland. That's and Britain. Cool. So... Not an email, but we got a couple of YouTube things from oh, Britain okay. and cool. So and somewhere else. Yeah. Needless to say, Ohio is freezing right now and snow, but and so is Canada and so is Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> yeah, so are most of those places. Yeah. Most of the world. Is what cold. a great great time to plan a cruise. Yeah. So at least be talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So Roy's going to be on the show more often. Again, <laughs> you guys can contact him. All that information's on the show. You'll hear it. You'll go to our website, and we'll go from there. Right now, we're going to start, and we're just going to talk about some things. Doug's got a list here. We're going to go right down the list and uh, try to hit as many of the points without being too overwhelming because planning a cruise can be very chaotic. 
Um, and if you've never been on one, this is probably a good show to listen to. If you have been on one, I think this will be good too because we're going to try to cover some of the new things that are coming out and might give you some interest. So, yeah. yeah. Know, and here we what, go. What are we what, well, you know what? You said planning can be chaotic, and really it's not chaotic. It, it just, uh, there's so much to do on a cruise, and it can be overwhelming to think about it, but it really is pretty straightforward. So, yeah, if, as long as you do some planning ahead of time. Exactly. And, and listen to podcasts that give you information right. like the, this. Yeah. Like this one. Right. All right. <laughs> okay, so, hey, we're going to start with uh, transportation. And with transportation. I'm all for it. This can be, actually, this can be complicated, I think, because there are even questions that we had that we kind of had to research. We, as Roy probably knew it all anyway, but anyway. Uh, transportation from the airport. Okay, let's say you're landing at the airport. And what methods do you have, of course, to get to the port? Well, I would say this, jumping in right away. Disney's port on the East Coast is Port Canaveral. Correct. So the closest airport you're going to fly to is probably Orlando International, I would guess, right? Right, and if you're going to count on Disney to get you to the ship, you're going to need to fly into Orlando. Yes. And uh, we can talk about later land and sea options where you take the package and go to the parks. Of course, Magical Express <laughs> is only from Orlando International, which... So basically you have a couple you know, ways in the airport. You're either going to drive yourself or you're going to take Magical Express. Yes. Or you're going to bum a ride. Well, or or there's, there's limos. There's other yes. ways. And I say limo. It's not really a limo. Shuttle like a van, town car like mm-hmm. right. uh, service. But we did once. It was nice. Right. So, But that's the East Coast. I want to not exclude the West Coast. Because the West Coast is obviously a place that you can still cruise, although I would venture to say that people, well, I don't know, you could be, we could be flying over the West Coast from we here. Could. So I think we should. All right. Well, the, <laughs> ship, the ship is there almost. It'll be there tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, it'll be docking in L.A. We'll wait on it. Okay. Um, yes, it's according to this one that I'm looking at, The Wonder, it's basically Los Angeles, California. So... And Vancouver. So, obviously, that's up in Canada. But um, the Alaskan cruise is from Vancouver, Canada. So you're going to have to get there um, if, you're going, if you're on the West Coast. Yeah, it's, it's not near as seamless as it is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got it down in Florida. California's going to be a little different animal as far as getting to the ship from the as, airport. As with the parks, yeah. Right. It is different. Right. And that also does not include Transatlantic, which according to the Magic in 2011, Disney's one of Disney's cruise ships, they're going to be in Spain, Barcelona, Spain, and um, of course they have some several ones that come go from Spain back to the United States, and that of course is the East Coast, so you're still dealing with Port Canaveral, Florida. So. And that that those cruises when they when they get the when they do the repositioning cruises. Would, would be neat to do sometime, but oftentimes you don't get as many ports because you're at sea for nearly two weeks, so you're you're on yeah. the boat. So it wouldn't be a cruise for somebody who likes to get off the boat and do shore excursions and, you know, get their uh, feet on, on dry ground. Okay. I think cost now would be a good point if you are driving and parking at Port Canaveral because we do have that cost. Yeah, and that's anywhere from forty-five bucks to one hundred and five dollars. Uh, you know, based on the length of the cruise, one hundred and five would be for the for a five-day. Um, so not or hundred. I take that back. One hundred and five is for the seven-day. So it's not exorbitant. Um, if, if you are, I mean, it, number one, if you're if you're a Floridian, 
um, you'll probably drive. Yeah. Or if you live in, you know, southeast, you'll probably drive. Chances are, if we were going to go, we'd probably fly and take the take the bus. Yeah. Um, and but we've done it both ways. Um, you know, we parked there once, we drove there once, and then we took took the bus there as well. Uh, I, you know, it, it's a long drive from Ohio, but it's worth it once you get there. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, okay, so I think that covers all that transportation points. Okay, one know. other option that you can also do is uh, land and sea, and what that is is that you would stay within the Disney parks and uh, go into the parks, do whatever you want, stay in the resort however many days, and then you would leave from there and de and then depart to the to Port Canaveral, Canaveral to get onto your ship from there. And that was our that was our first cruise experience back in, in 2001. We stayed at the beach club and went on the Wonder and went to the parks first, so four day at the parks and three day on the ship. And what's neat about that is when you check in at, in our case, the beach club, they had a table there for the cruise line. You got your documents, you got your key, and the key you had for your room at the beach club was the same key you had on the ship. And so again, totally seamless. And uh, then when it was time to get to the ship, you know, you got out front and you got on the on the bus. They got your luggage for you. It was just a wonderful, wonderful way to do it. And that, by the way, was the trip we bought Vacation Club. Oh. <laughs> when we came back watching the videos on on the ship. Oh yeah! Wow, they <laughs> sold you. Pushed us over the edge. <laughs> cool. Which might be something to note. Can you use your points if you are DVC to use cruise? You can, you can, okay. but but just just like using them on at non DVC resorts, it's going to take a lot of points. Okay. But if you got them, you can use them. Okay. Something good to know. Yeah. So. Okay. Next, let's just jump through quickly the East and West Coast ships. And they are, let's see here, ships and I've got routes also. We might cover that. We might not. Um, East Coast is the Disney Magic and the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. Correct? The newest of which is the, the Dream. The Fantasy will be uh, ne next year. 2012. 2012. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're... we're we didn't purposely do this show right this week. We just ended up wanting to discuss it now. But the dream has just launched. It's actually it's maiden voyage it's, is actually the twenty sixth of January where okay. it sails. But so. its first voyage with actual passengers and everything is, I believe, February eleventh. That's the inaugural voyage. Okay. And the fantasy inaugural cruise got moved up a little bit. To March 31st of next year. I mean, things April. are selling really well for the drive. Well, and the ship's going to be ready a little sooner. It's a little and, sooner. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. So, uh, back to what Doug was saying. Uh, you said the magic and the dream are on the East Coast. The wonder is on the West Coast. And there are, uh, if you do hit it right, you, do, you can catch the wonder. Unfortunately, in fact... Uh, a couple days before the show releases, uh, the Wonder will be just arriving in California after it had traveled from Port Canaveral, Florida. So there are people on there shortly after you, this releases that you'll uh, that have that made the the long 15 night westbound Panama Canal crossing journey. So, which is something we were talking about earlier. Um, and then the Wonder, while it's out there, it will do the, the Mexican Riviera cruises. Uh, and then it'll go up to uh, Alaska later on in the year and do seven-night Alaskan cruises. So it, it'll alternate between seven-night Mexican Riviera cruises and Alaska cruises. 
Gee, I wonder why it doesn't just stay in Alaska the whole year round. I don't know, Adam. <laughs> I wonder if it could be something about the weather. Maybe it's all the ice that surrounds the ship. There's no magic when you're frozen. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The magic is gone. Even though I, I saw a photo of the dream when it was coming over from Germany, and it, the first pictures that were released were those, like, snow on top of the dream because it... Really? Yeah, the one of oh, the... I had to do the river. On, yeah, on Disney's blog... It was. It's cold in Germany, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, but anyway, it was kind of because the guy made a little snowman and he put it on the side of the railing and took a picture of nice. it. It was, it was funny to see. But anyway, yeah, you don't want to have a cruise that's cold like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, great thing about Disney is they don't have too many ships, so it's not too overwhelming in terms of that. But okay, we're kind of through that. That explains a little bit of that. Let's go into uh, some planning before before you uh, actually planning once you get on the ship. Um, well, what you you brought up a point earlier about uh, passports, and that I mean that's before you get on the ship. Obviously, yeah. do you need a passport or do you not need a passport? Yeah, and you don't really need a passport, but it, it's highly recommended that you get one, just because something could happen, and you may need to be evacuated. You may need to debark the ship and be in a hospital somewhere because you broke your leg on a shore excursion. Um, thinking it was a good idea to jump off a 20-foot cliff into the, the shallow water. Who knows what happens, but in that case, you'll want a passport or you're stranded. And you're calling the American consulate and trying to get something done. So, yeah. yes, you can travel without a passport on the cruise lines, but uh, get one. It only takes a few weeks to get one. Yeah, okay. definitely. And since we're going that direction, let's just go ahead and do the before you arrive on the ship stuff. Okay. Uh, let's go into uh, best time to travel. Let's start with the cheapest cheapest time to travel is certainly hurricane season which would be actually technically june, really in, in, in june late june maybe through november mid-november right. i think is hurricane season with september october being the height height of it okay and as far as the parks do you think that there's a lower occupancy time definitely definitely in october and okay. september but now you've got the food and wine being so popular that that's do you think kind of people are doing up. the land and sea even during that time maybe? I would think so. Yeah, that's what I think. I would think so. And it's a great, it, the land and sea is a great time for first first time cruisers, you know, because if you've never cruised before, you really don't want to hop on a seven day perhaps or even one of these longer cruises and find out two days in that you really don't enjoy cruising. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. That's very right. true. So, okay, and uh, best weather time. Ships can go find Probably the any weather. time other than hurricane season, yeah. right? Even, yeah. even hurricane was, season is yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and my wife and I were on a Disney cruise uh, on our, for our 15th anniversary, and we, and we got detoured by a hurricane. So we got a four-day cruise instead of a three-day cruise, but we had no weather issues. It was not a problem. The, the ship can avoid weather. Yeah. I was going to say that because it's not like you're stuck in the hurricane or whatever they move and like you're on a rail fine. Or, or, if you're yeah. in a Disney world and a hurricane's coming right yeah you know. you're stuck because you can't move yeah. obviously but i would also i want to mention you said best time to travel i think also it has to depend it's the same thing with the parks when school is in session it's not as busy as when school is not in session it's disney world it's right. a disney cruise there's going to be i mean there's still going to be a crowd even on times that school is in session but it's not going to be anything close to what it would be if it were the middle of summer in july so and also you know on a cruise they've got a certain number of cabins and a, and a capacity of people that are going to get on the ship that it can handle so even when it's full even though it's it's 
got a lot of people on it, you're not going to feel the same as if you're at the Magic Kingdom on a day where it's just packed. Because even though they cut it off, they can get pretty packed and be pretty kind of miserable. Yeah. So on the ship, you've got a limit as to how many people are going to be on there. Mm. So I, th- I think that's something to consider. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I've got actually a couple other notes here, but I'm going to throw those over into the when we get on the cruise, onto the ship. So let's just do that. Uh, okay. Uh, preparing to get onto the ship, do you have any, any things that you could say you know, as far as packing, luggage, things that you might want to take? You want to make sure you've got a carry-on with maybe a suit. If you got little kids, make sure you got their swimsuit and a carry-on. Maybe a change of clothes, because you, your luggage is going to show up later in the day. Mm-hmm. And your cabin's not going to be ready when you get on the ship right away. Uh, they're okay, gonna, what about as far as taking prescriptions and stuff like that? Are they going to have some? I'd have that in your carry-on if it's something okay. that you think you you know got to have maybe before your luggage shows up. Right. Because they'll keep you busy during the day. they got the sailway party and the buffets are out and everybody's checking out the ship. And if you hadn't already signed up for something. So basically, though, okay, and I just think of this because of uh, my son and other, other people that I know. If you have things medically that you need throughout the day... You don't want to just keep those in your. You maybe take those in a carry-on with you to your room so that you have them available, so that in case your luggage doesn't get to your room immediately. Yep. But but also your room's not going to be ready when you get on the ship. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have those. You got a backpack or something yeah. you can carry okay. around with you for mm-hmm. a few hours. It's the same thing as Magical Express. <laughs> right. If you're, if they pick you up at the airport and they get your luggage. Right. It's a possibility it could be late. Possibility it could get lost <laughs> for temporarily. You know yeah. they'll. And, you know, you might, I know, I I plan for the worst, you might have to stay the night without your luggage. I mean, I don't think Disney would ever do that, because they'd be pretty good about it, but... Well, I don't know if you were down there with us when this happened, but we were, we checked, we got in a little bit late, and we waited and waited and waited and waited for our luggage at the Wilderness Lodge, and I finally went down there, it was, I think, one or two o'clock in the morning, and rounded somebody up, and, and... got our luggage because they had somehow dropped the ball and didn't bring our luggage up. Oh. So that, that was a case where we wish we would have had some stuff to to change into because Patty didn't have her contact solution. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we were oh. hanging out. Yeah, that's what I mean. So but perfect example of you got to be prepared. You know, we right. thought surely they'll have it up here before midnight or something, and it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. That reminds me because I, I got to jump this in before I forget. When we were there and we were staying in Animal Kingdom Lodge... We got into the room. Someone had left a message for someone with my last name. It wasn't us, but they had left a message saying, all right, we're going to pick you up and go to your cruise ship. And we were like, what? <laughs> uh, cool, we're going on a cruise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it was a reminder, you know, a little note. And so I was like, wait a second. Obviously, we just got there and we were checking in. We weren't checking out. So they think they had the wrong room. I took it to guest services, and of course, they they took care of it and it was fine. But I, I was just—it's just funny because that's something that it was cool to see that they they do that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a land and sea package, it's right there and you're right. ready to go, ready to just go with it. So okay, next, Dramamine or any kind of motion sickness drug. Can you get that on the ship if you do not bring it with you? Oh, sure. Of course. They'll sell it to you. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it. You're yeah. right. As long as you have money in your pocket, they'll be glad to take it. I mean, right. anything okay. will be there. Or they'll and, just and hang you over the side of the yeah. ship. I've never had to use them, but Patty has, and she she used the, the bracelet. Or bracelet. Okay. Yeah, which worked for her. But the, the, the ships are so smooth Yeah. that unless you're really in high seas, which we've experienced, and in the theater, which is the front of the ship, will get some movement. 
and and it was a rough night the one night and it was you know, people were getting sick but most of the ship for most of the time is going to be pretty calm okay and the newer ships especially. Yeah, especially. Because the trim and stuff like that yeah. on them. I you know, some of that. I, I mean, I don't know. Do you have? Are we going to talk about that later? Because I'd like to bring that no, up. No, go. That's why we're talking okay. about it now. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's, an, it's a different experience if you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to make it sound like it was rough at all. Because to me, it felt like it was like a big movement, big, big, slow movement. The floor would move on you. And it wasn't like it was a big deal, like you'd fall over and... I mean, you could set your drink down, but you could actually, like, there were instances I remember at dinner time, you could mm-hmm. look at your water and it would, like, go with the mm-hmm. ship movement. And it was and just the occasional ship Everybody's shift hair swinging from side yeah. to side. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, when you feel it is when you lay down to go to bed. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you're not moving and you're just, and which is, for me, what was nice, because you're kind of getting rocked to sleep. But for some people, it, it could give you the, you know, give you a little uneasy feeling. You know it's bad when they put Velcro straps on there so you can strap <laughs> yeah, yourself into that's a bit. It's a bad sign. You're, <laughs> yeah. on, you're on the wrong cruise line. You're on the wrong cruise line. Strap in. Everybody get ready for a night-night. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. And I think that when you mentioned earlier how possibly maybe a three- or four-day cruise is probably better for you to, than a seven-day or... For a first-timer. For a first-timer. Um, personally, I... My first one was a seven day, so I didn't You're know. Crazy. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We just jumped on it, but it was You're completely mad. Mine was fine. I was fine. My wife's, she was fine. Although when she got off, she had sea legs, which just made her feel like she was still on the boat, even though after we were on land. But I didn't have them. I would was... pay for video of that if you have any. <laughs> Falling over yourself. You could simulate it if you want. Okay. Um, but anyway, I just wanted you to be aware of that. That's just something that um, if you have, you're prone to motion sickness, Dramamine, of course. and uh, Or whatever happens to be. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you're on other, other medications, too, you want to ask your doctor. Yeah. And they'll a lot of times prescribe something to you that will work well with whatever you happen to be on. So, uh, Okay, tips. We discussed this a little bit before we fired up the recorder, and so uh, we're going to actually uh, let Roy talk a little bit about tips and tipping and how that's going to work on the ship, the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah that's always kind of an interesting topic for some people. Some people don't like to be told what to tip, and but they do give you suggestions. And on like a four-day cruise, you're looking at probably about $50 a person total. Um so $100, if, if it was you and your wife, would be about $100. And that goes that's split up between the hostess, your server, your assistant server, uh, and the head server. And you, you, can, you can pay that, and you know we were talking about that too. You can put that on your room and, but, and prepay it, which is nice because if you don't, you gotta, you know, they give you an envelope, and it's kind of a compli- complicated system. It can be, but the easiest thing to do is prepay them. And they give you suggested amounts, but again, your average four-day cruise, you're talking about 50 bucks a head um, for, for all your people that are serving you. Uh, on a seven-night seven night cruise, you're looking at about $85 a person. Uh, and again, that's split up among four, four, four groups of people, two of which are going to get the bulk of it, your, your host, hostess, people that come fix up your room, and your server that's going to be rotating with you through the restaurants. And that's something you need to think about when they say this cruise is X amount of dollars. That does not include tipping, so keep that in your budget. I'm and I'm setting, a planner, and I and always setting want to this know. up to pay it ahead of time is a good idea, correct? 
Right, because you don't want to get in a situation where it's your last day and you're standing in a line with a bunch of other people who didn't prepay their gratuities or settle up their bill or something like that. Um, you know, you really want to have a credit card on file because you, you, there's no cash exchange on the ship. Um, but at some point, you need to settle up with, with the cruise line. And it's better to do that sometime before the last day or else you may get stuck in a line at the mm. first year's. I, I've got one. Okay, let's say you have, you're doing land and sea and you have a credit <coughs> card on file with your resort. Will that flip over if you're it's now on seamless? Seat? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That just happened to hit me, and I thought, hey, yeah. if you're doing cool. that, do it. You got, the same, you got the same key <clears throat> that you can use at the hotel that you're going to use on the ship. Okay. Okay. Let's go to my favorite topic, and that's food. Food. On the ship. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of food, right? There's a lot of food. And the quality is really good on Disney. I, w- I, w- I was impressed. Okay. No. All right, yeah. so quick service they I, I'm just going this way about it so you have do you have like a of course formal dining and then you have like a quicker uh, I wouldn't even call it formal Doug I mean there there's a, there's Triton's on the magic or the wonder um, Lumiere's on the magic and then on the new ship of course you've got some nice restaurants but Disney of course is so family friendly that they're not going to demand that you wear a suit and tie they they do like you to wear a jacket if if you can, uh, certain ones, right? Yeah, Palos, Palo and and Remy, they're going to want you to dress up. They're going to want a jacket on the mail, and and the lady better be dressed up nice too. Okay, now let's just jump into that. Remy is on the dream. Remy's on the dream. The new ship, and Palo is on all of them. Correct? Palo's on all of them, and okay. and they're both very very nice restaurants. Um, but there is a surcharge to eat at those. Right, that's where um, I was going. Next. Yeah, Palo, you're going to pay twenty bucks a head to eat there. Um, and you have to reserve that ahead of time. And you reserve that ahead of time, and it's but it's an awesome, awesome location, awesome food service. Uh, Remy's seventy five dollars a person, which kind of stings a little bit, but you know they don't want everybody eating at Remy apparently. So and it's I think it's a no kids, no children. Restaurant. Probably no children. Right, I, I believe. In fact, that, I think they said on Dream that there are two no childrens. Yeah, I think I think Powell and Remy both. There, there okay. are no no children allowed. It's okay. But so say you do have children and you want to eat <clears throat> dinner together. I assume there's some kind of good meal that you can have that's not these kind, right? Is it like there's a family? I mean, restaurant. Okay, right? you're, you're, and you're going to rotate. And, and of course, Disney pioneered the rotation dining, and a lot of ships, a lot of cruise lines are going to just like free dining and just you know go eat whenever the heck you want to. But but Disney's rotational dining was kind of revolutionary at the time and so when you book your cruise you'll be assigned a rotation you may you may start uh at tritons and then you you may go to parrot key for for the next day and then you may go to animators palette or you may start at parrot key and rotate through but they're going to try to get you through most of them oh you will of course you will i mean uh, the one cruise we went on and ate at Palos, of course we've done it before, but you're going to miss one of your rotation nights. So you might miss a restaurant. I think we missed Parrot Key. We weren't, you know, gung-ho on eating at Parrot Key, so we booked Palo for that night. That's what one of my questions, yeah. So basically, these extra surcharges for these other, other nicer restaurants are in place of what you already have in your rotation yeah. for that specific night. Yeah, and, okay. and you don't have to go to your rotation. You you can just oh, yeah. go at the, uh, to the buffet or eat hamburgers and ice cream every day if you want. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And they've got foods everywhere, and it's 
it's, it's, it can be trouble to to walk up to the you know the hamburger place on the deck by the pool and just get a cheeseburger and fries and go back later get an ice cream cone and mm. an hour later yeah one of the cheeseburger and fries and then, <laughs> okay keep going yeah. yeah and never set foot in one of the restaurants yeah so but because you are paying it's probably a very good idea to go do it because you're gonna there's a I think. Personally speaking, from I haven't been on Disney cruise, but another cruise, that dinner was the best meal every day. I mean, it was like top notch, and we weren't paying extra. It was included right. in our cost, so it's definitely worth the money to go. Make sure you hit those meals. I yeah. Suppose. yeah, yeah, and what and something else that's really neat, and I don't know if you experienced this on your cruise, but the servers, and again, the servers on a Disney cruise rotate with you, so each night you've got the same people waiting on you. But if you can't decide between entree a and entree b they'll bring them both out for you yeah you know same thing with a dessert or you know i don't know if i like this well let me bring some out too you know they're so attentive and so helpful and so flexible so yeah you don't want to miss that opportunity yeah cool okay all right next uh let's see we are on to i've done that you know what before we get sorry i sorry. just thought of this pop and alcoholic beverages do those cost yeah. extra on Disney? Pop does not. Pop does not. Pop does Unlike that's a change from other ships, right? Yes. Other cruise lines. Other ships, which is the one I was on, you had to pay for pop. So. And I think at one point on Disney you did, and then they that's soda too for anybody. Yeah, soda, oh, soda, 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 yeah, yeah soda, 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 pop. soda pop. Uh, I know the last time we were on, they had, and it had been kind of new. They put up the the soda machine, so you could you know go refill as much as you wanted. Okay. And, of course, alcoholic beverages are not included. Right, right. But, okay, so basically you can get any drink you want except for alcohol. Yeah, so and they don't want you bringing anything on anymore. Okay. Um, so if you, you go... Might, you might be able to bring wine on, but it, it's almost pointless to me because they'll charge you, a, like, a corking fee, and yep. you may as well just yeah. buy your wine at the restaurant. And if you if you have a, gla- a bottle of wine at one restaurant and don't finish it, They'll keep it for you, and the next time, the next night you're at the restaurant, they'll have your bottle of wine. That's and, cool. And, yeah, so they keep it, keep it for you. See, that's different than generic cruises. The one I've been on, they send you to these duty-free places, and they've got all this stuff, and you know, wines included. And of course, they give you the regulations that when you cross the, go back in the customs, you're only allowed to have so much stuff. Well. Mm-hmm. They never charged for anybody who wanted to get wine at the duty-free places because mm-hmm. it was duty-free, tax-free, mm-hmm. and all that. But that's interesting with Disney. So they actually charge you if you on a port you got something or you know. If you bring your own, your own. I think it's only one that you can bring on board. Oh, okay. Uh, they used to have let you bring other stuff on board, but they really are cutting back. But wine, I think they'll let you bring on board, but they'll they'll charge you to handle your wine. Mm-hmm. So it's almost beneficial just to leave your wine at home and if you want to have a glass of wine at dinner have it from them okay next communication on the ship uh let's go to like cell phone i uh, can you use a cell phone on the ship i'm gonna say i couldn't use mine yeah. i mean of course i'm on sprint um uh, and if you had a gsm like at&t or something you might be able to uh when i did mine we were eastern eastern caribbean <clears throat> western caribbean western caribbean and uh verizon couldn't use it. Okay. Just couldn't use. I mean, we. Did, I didn't have the international plan where you got all that right. other stuff. And why would you want to? Yeah. Well, exactly. no, I know you're looking to get away from that, but right. we have to put it in there in case. Right. Just, uh, what about as far as internet? Email. Internet. We we always we always got uh, 
you could pay by the hour, um, or you, or you can just do an unlimited thing, and they okay. have like an internet cafe we can go in and log in, check email. So that was never a big deal. What about ports in your room? Can you bring your own? Your own laptop? Yeah, and I think, of course, the last time I was on a cruise, I, you know, I didn't have a laptop or Wi Fi, but I think they, they now have connections in the room. But again, but you have to pay. You got to pay. Yeah. You got to pay. Right. It's not included, so. Okay. All right, let's jump into kids' entertainment on just go generally through uh, uh, the Disney ships. We don't have to go through them all. Let's just give a general idea of uh, what kind of things there are for kids to do. Uh, and even as far as baby, I guess we can go into babysitting services and things like that also. I could jump in and say a little bit about what your wife was saying, Roy, Patty. Patty, who's been on before in our discussions with kids and our show that we did about Disney World with kids, she was talking about the fact that Disney does something unique where you can drop your kids off, and if there's a problem, they give you a pager, and you can go anywhere on the ship, and they'll page you, and you can come right away and come back to your kid. And this is, of course, any age, obviously, if you're a teenager or whatever. they have. A, they, Disney has other places for, for teenagers to go, but, um, you know, any age child, I believe, even, I'm sure it's six-month-old, you know, or toddlers or any of that, mm -hmm. I'm sure. But anyway, that's something unique that Disney does that I've, I don't okay, know of. Where, where are you dropping them off to? Well, well, they've got almost a whole whole deck dedicated to the kids with the Oceaneer Lab and, and so forth and the club. Um, and, of course, they've got special places for teens. Uh, there's, there's, I mean, it's Disney, so they, they've got programming set up. There are some parents whose whose kids may spend the almost the entire cruise uh, under under the supervision of, of Disney just because the kids love it you know and the parents can hang out by the pool and do their dining and and whatever nightlife they want to do and their kids are just loving it you know our son loved it for a little while but then you know he wanted to hang with us so which was fine because you know that's the way we roll but uh, there are some kids that just dig it and want to stay there the whole day. So they've got plenty of stuff for them to do on board, and even um, at Castaway Key, there's lots of stuff to do. I, I'm looking it up right now. Ten and under. If your kids are ten and under, you get a pager. Um, and then there's different uh, age groups. They have different things for different age groups. So, like, five and under has a clubhouse series. There's several things there. Um, six and under has the Solve It series, eight and under has the In the Spotlight series, and then all kids have the Storybook series. And then there's a nursery for kids three and under. And more information can be found, or you can reserve your spot at DisneyCruise.com. Or, if you're booking with us and Roy, he, mm -hmm. can, he can do that easily for you. So. Yep, we, we can help you get all that taken care of. And what's nice now is, is how much you can do ahead of time before you even get on board. Uh, you know, the first time we went, we had to wait till we got on the ship to book Palo, and so that first oh, really? you know, hour, you were you know you wanted to get to the place where they were signing up for Palo and get your reservation. Now I believe you can do that ahead of time. Whereas now, now yeah. you can do it ahead of time. Your cruise has to be paid in full before you can reserve, but you you can do a lot of things like the shore excursions or the special meals uh, prior to even getting on the ship, which is nice because that frees you up uh, once you're on board. Um, I'm looking here. There's a tween scene for those 11 to 13, and they even have things for teenagers ages 14 to 17. A lot of different stuff in here. I don't want to go over it because it can be very overwhelming. But um, basically here it says the private club on deck two is where the tweens can hang out on the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder. 
the Disney Dream also has stuff. Um, yeah, so it's just a lot of stuff available so that you necessarily, if you want to hang out, you can, but at the same time, the kids aren't going to be bored with doing adult things like just lounging around. So, Okay, how about adult entertainment? Since we're speaking about adults, then. well, there's there's a whole whole litany of things that adults can do, you know, after hours. But now the Disney does not have gambling. Right? No gambling. There's a lot of most other cruise ships. <coughs> I think all of the other probably all of them have, have gambling. gambling and, that and, is the one thing that yeah. Is and that's why we like Disney because right. you don't you don't have you don't have the scene on board where you've got drunks falling off the ship. Right. Uh, and just making a scene on, on board. So you don't have gambling. You don't have excessive drinking. I, I, we've never witnessed it. But if you want to go out and have a nice drink and, and hear some nice music, there's a lot of opportunities to do that. And there's a lot of stuff for the families to do during the day in those same places where you know we were talking earlier about some of the game shows they'll do for families and different and, theaters things like that yeah there's movies on board and there's always the swimming pools and there's always the pools and you got you got a little kids pool you got you know the goofy pool which is kind of for families and you got an adult pool and uh you know when we went on our, on our anniversary cruise just the two of us no kids on a disney cruise somebody you know looked at us and said you guys are nuts but we loved it we went to the adult pool it was quiet you had music piped in you didn't hear the kids and the adults at the Goofy Pool, which was, you know, 50 feet away. You just didn't hear it. Um, our, our dining experiences were wonderful. You know, there's a lot of things for adults to do, even if you don't have kids. Okay, and let's see here. Uh, how about excursions? Let's go through costs. Let's, you know, let's just deal with the kind of the East Coast. I know a lot of the West Coast stuff is really new. It really hasn't even kicked off yet. So as far as excursions, we could probably guess. I mean, if you want to do that. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk yeah. about Castaway Key, which is really their main... Well, Castaway Key, you're, you're going to ha have the opportunity to, what, pet the... Uh, um, stingray. Stingray. Stingrays. Oh, yeah. pet, you know, pet the stingray. You and can feed them. They, I remember seeing... They trained them to go up to a Mickey Mouse icon in the water. Yeah, so you put your yeah. hand on it. And kids can do that. And they families. eat from your hand. Yeah. Okay, and you can snorkel and do you things You can like snorkel. That. Snorkel is just, you know, running the equipment. Uh, I went parasailing on Castaway Key, which was very cool. Because you're out in the ocean. You're not How in... How long do you spend there? Is it... You're just there a day. Okay. You dock in the morning, and, and you got to get your hiney back on the ship. Even you know, on the late three afternoon. Day. So on yeah. a three-day, you're still at Castaway Key one day. Yeah, one day. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, not to mention, there's other things, like you can rent um, jet skis, I believe. Uh, you know, all those normal activities that you can do that are on a normal Caribbean cruise or whatever you call it. But the difference is Castaway Key is its own private Disney island, so you aren't necessarily paying to go on an excursion because if you go to... Like, for instance, when we went on, I'll say the cruise later on next week's show, but mm -hmm. anyway, um, we had to pay to actually go on a beach in Jamaica, and all we were doing was going to the beach, but it was, I think it was either $59 a person or $99 a person just to get to the beach. And we did that in so, Cosmo on, on our anniversary, yeah. we, and, because we were detoured, but we had to pay. It wasn't a lot, but you had to pay right. to get there. And once you got there, you, you were hanging out on the beach, and they had drinks and stuff for you, but, yeah. Right, but anyway, the, it doesn't cost in Castaway Key, which is awesome, because every single trip of a cruise in the east on the East Coast here 
goes to Castaway Key from Disney. And so. don't they have the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Black Pearl yes. there? Yeah, the Black Pearls. And some, some cruises from time to time will go there twice on a, on a trip. Oh. Which would be really, really nice. Yeah. All along, probably seven day. Um, yeah, the five, even the five, oh, and there's a five day that might go there twice, but okay. they, they don't do it all the time. But from time to time, they'll have a, a cruise. You do it. not have to get off the ship though, if you do not want to. You have to get off at all anywhere yeah. you go if you don't want to. Okay, but so what's nice that. about Castaway Key is they dock at, you know there, they spend a lot of money you know making a dock there. So because a lot of times with cruise lines, you'll have to take what they call a tender a little boat, you know, you climb out of the ship and get on this little boat and it takes you to the shore. But at Castaway Key, they, they made it so they can back right up to the island and just walk right off. And Which is a lot of the cost of the <clears throat> to getting off, is the fact that you got a water taxi getting you yeah. somewhere rather than just walking right off to the land. And, of course, it took a lot of effort and construction, but anyway. <laughs> okay, speaking about that, destinations, what are some of the, let's say, East Coast de- destinations, Caribbean destinations that you can go to? Well, they got the Eastern Caribbean and... Uh, or Caribbean, if you prefer. Yeah, I don't. And the Western Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Or Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> Bahamian. <clears throat> Bahamian. Bahamian. <laughs> but um, I, 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 my preference would be the Eastern, just because you go to some of the Virgin Islands, and as as opposed to going to Mexico, the Western will take you down to um, to Cozumel. Scuba diving, I think either either route would be really, really nice. You do get to go to Grand Cayman on the Western, which is great scuba diving there and great opportunities. You stop at Key West on the Western. Um, but on the Eastern, it's just a personal preference for me. I think I would prefer the Eastern because you, you cruise all the way out, like St. Martin and St. Thomas, St. John. Um, it's a pretty long trek, but I, I think it, it, it's a little... It's not Mexico, I don't, and that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> I we did Cozumel when we did yeah. one of our ports, and I yeah. agree it was okay, but yeah. it's Mexico. Yeah, um, I wanted to say this: if you are still, if you're a first-time cruiser and you're doing one of these three or four-night ones, you have to realize because it's a short, short night, you're not going to go far away. So, for example, right here, the 2011 Disney Dream ones, it's all four and three nights. They're they're not going anywhere except for. Port Canaveral, Castaway Key, Nassau, back to Castaway Key, or back to Port Canaveral, and that's all you got. You can't even go to some of these other Eastern Caribbean ones like uh, St. Martin, St. Thomas. Um, So the Western Caribbean is Grand Cayman, Cozumel. So um, just realize that when you're booking, you got to go longer if you want to go to some of these other places. But if you're a first-time cruiser and you're miserable... It's not going to be any fun to try to go anywhere else at yep. that point. You're just going to want to yep. off the ship. So. And they do have a five-day uh, coming this summer with, with the Dream. And that's the next thing I was looking for. Length. What's the, long, what's the shortest, first of all, that you can cruise? Three. Shortest is three. And what's the longest? Longest well, is, depends. is the Trans-Atlantic uh, when yeah. they take the ship over to Spain for the Mediterranean cruises. I think, I think it's a, a two-week. Fourteen. Fourteen or fifteen day. It's, it's like when they take the Wonder to the West Coast, they go down through the Panama Canal, and it, you know, it's yeah, two weeks. That one's actually 15 days, according to this, uh, which, of course, is passed now. <clears> but, that's basically uh, a one-time cruise, though, to get it there. Well, if you it's got, it may come back eventually to do right. either but maintenance. it's not something they're going to do, you know, every 
15 no. days. Well, they 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 were well, no, but right. you know they were bringing the wonder back, but now it's probably going to be out there for an extended period of time. Yeah. But they do come back from Europe, but eventually when the fantasy comes on board, yeah, they'll probably station one over there. Yeah, right here it's got May. It's 14 night out to Spain, and then you're doing seven night. Mediterranean cruises, ten night Mediterranean, eleven night, and then 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 in September it goes from Spain back to Florida for a fourteen night. So mm -hmm. you're basically you have to realize if you go those long distances, you aren't going round trip. You're only going from one to the other. So if you you know if you live in the United States, you got to fly all the way to Spain if you want to take yeah, the fourteen one to come back. Yeah, so. you got to fly to Barcelona, and there's no magical express from Barcelona yeah. airport. <laughs> yeah, which is something we probably should have said at the yeah. beginning there, but yeah. So, okay. Uh, I think I mean we could go into cost. Uh, basically, I mean that's going to jump all over the place. Yeah. So you're looking at really anywhere from thousand twelve hundred dollars for a couple for, of people for a couple. To, you could spend twenty thousand you could certain. spend a lot you know if if you got like a deck six veranda nice family stateroom for you know two adults and two kids you're probably looking at over six thousand let's go through those veranda staterooms we probably could have done that earlier but now since it's even come up let's explain what each each uh how you can book each section of the ship and what it what it is what it contains especially on the dream which has something special I, in the stateroom i think it'd be to too much to go through every category because it's a lot but you have to realize cruising is that way where you're gonna have i think there's probably three categories isn't there Generally, where you have an inside room with no windows and you don't have any access to sunlight, basically. Right. Um, then you have like a medium room which has access to sunlight, but you don't have a balcony or anything like that, right? Right. You just got a you got a window. Kind of like a window. window. And then you have like well, I, I'm sure there's a fourth category which is bigger than this, but the third category would be a balcony where you can stand out in the balcony sit on the balcony have your own private view of the ocean and then the fourth one may be like a presidential suite or something crazy or a suite. yeah there, there's, a, or a suite. there's a royal suite there's a one bedroom suite there's a family uh stateroom which is like 300 square feet then there's just a regular stateroom which is about 250 square feet but a lot of these most of these rooms have balconies that's what disney wanted to do they really wanted to have okay. everybody have a balcony great or not everybody but the majority could have a balcony um okay and the thing that this inside stateroom has uh instead of your portal which you well know, that, that's yeah. only on the new dream on the, dream, the right. new dream that's just announced that's right. just launching has a virtual porthole which supposedly is you've seen you can see videos online it shows a video of where you're at outside but on top of it they add in characters like nemo yeah. may swim by and say hi and and this is very popular as yeah. of the time that we were recording the show. From what I understand, I haven't checked it uh, specifically, but from what I understand, they're actually charging more right now for that room uh, than maybe for the next room up. Mm -hmm. And that's because of its popularity. It's all about demand. Supply and demand. And, and, and on, on these different rooms, you might have the identical room on one deck, and on a higher deck, it may cost a little bit more just because you're closer to the action. Okay. And so, next, again, location, this location. This is from my location. own, since I really haven't cruised. When you talk about the very the rooms that with no windows, and uh, basically we're not talking about like a dark hole in the hull of a ship where you're listening to creaking. Oh, no, no. This is my first thing that comes into my mind is okay. the creaking of the hull, and you're you know basically stuck down in there. Yeah, you have to realize 
my description of the ship I was on, which wasn't Disney, but I'm sure it's built this way looking at their diagrams, the hallway is amazing because you go in the hallway and you look and you're looking down the entire ship and this hallway is awesome. But on the left are the rooms with no windows because that's the mid, middle inside of the inside ship. Statement. And on the right. right of the rooms, those rooms are on the outside of the ship. So those are the rooms with the windows and the views and stuff. So you're you're right across the hall from someone with them. In fact, if you get lucky and you book a cheaper room with no windows and your neighbor opens their door, you can see right outside. And it's cool because you can see right to the ocean right there. And it's, it gives you an idea if you've never been it. And I'm sure... I. Wouldn't they give you a tour if you wanted a tour or at least some kind of oh vision? yeah oh yeah so if you if you wanted to experience it or at least book something and maybe the next booking do something different you could they right, they so let you ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so they, they had, you know on deck two of, of the dream is where the stateroom started this is going from the bottom up and then the, the decks three and four have the theater and and some restaurants and no staterooms and then stateroom started again on deck five and on up. Um, so those those rooms on deck two, you know, are going to be uh, ocean view. I don't think they're balconies, um, and then inside staterooms, and there's not a bunch of them. Um, so those are the the least expensive rooms on the ship, and you're going to be down there low, so you're probably going to hear the engines hum a little bit. Um, you might feel a little more uh, movement, perhaps, and that's something else to think about is when you pick a room. If you're real susceptible to movement, make sure you you pick a room in the middle of the ship. Yeah. If you're on either end, especially the front, you're going to feel more movement than if you were in the back. Yeah, I was going to say that. We were on, I think we were on like deck eight or nine on the ship that I was on, which was almost to the top. And it's, I mean, it's more movement, but it wasn't like horrible. But at the same time, you could definitely tell when you were sleeping mm-hmm. what was going on because mm-hmm. it's... The center of gravity is higher, and if you were to go to the edge of deck nine and look, you're like four or five decks from the water. Yeah. So you're pretty high up where it's swaying back and forth and all that. But, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's again, we could go on and on and on, but, you know, when you're picking your rooms, and you do want to pick your location, you know, you may not want to be right where the elevator lets out, you know, because you're always going to mm-hmm. hear people getting out and going down the hall and kids screaming and yelling. So usually maybe... Me personally, I want to be down the aisle a little bit, the hallway a little bit, away from all the traffic. Okay. Does that answer your questions? Because yep. you've never been on a cruise. No, so. right. Yeah. That answers. That answers everything I had down. Okay. And so, if you, unless you have something more that you want to uh, add in, Roy, since you're kind of in here. and I don't have anything it. else. That... I, I, think, I think we covered the basics. I mean... You, you want to talk to somebody who can help help you plan something out and kind of knows the ins and outs, and that that's where a travel agent comes into play. And who's the travel agent sitting here in the room? I could help you with that. Oh, there we yeah, go. I could okay. okay, so I'm going to give you some info to help you with what we were talking about there at the end. If you want to contact Roy or if you want to look at any of the details relating to what ships are available, and this is any cruise line or anything that Roy can do, uh, he works with Cruise One. He's a travel agent for Cruise One. And if you go to his website, which is letsgotodisney.info, that'll send you directly to Cruise One and all the URLs that will give you an interactive experience to get you quotes and information that is available that Roy can do for you. Now, he can do anything, of course, so if you look around there and you have questions, 
again, you can contact us. His phone number is on that website. I will put that on our Book It page that's on theseamazingplaces.com as well as our mouse planning page on themousemoment.com. If you have any questions, we are always here and available. Since Roy is a member of our staff, we are always communicating with each other. So you can also just get on our contact page, send us an email through that, or just email us podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Roy can very easily come up with a quote for you that is of no obligation to you. Uh, Just give him the details, or if you need help planning those details, that's what we're here for as well. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Um, There's only one thing that we'd love for you to do if you're listening, you've been listening for a while. Pass on our show to others that you think may enjoy the show or listen to the show. Uh, We've been looking for more listeners, and as we've announced from the beginning, our listenership keeps increasing and increasing. We are so thankful that people continue to listen, and we are so thankful for you to being listening to our shows. Because without you there, it's, again, we say this all the time, but Doug and I are just grateful that we have people to talk to. Uh, And we hope that we're helping you out by just putting these things out there so that it'll help give you a great vacation. There's nothing worse than going on vacation and getting stuck with paying too much or going past your budget or not having things planned or just being too stressed out. And vacations are for fun. I myself tend to just go crazy on vacations and I get stressed out because I'm trying to do too much at once. But let me tell you, planning definitely helps. And listening to our shows hopefully will definitely help you out. So contact us if you want for those uh, details. But again, send us to somebody that you know would listen to us. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really do appreciate everybody out there that listens to our shows and comments on YouTube and sends us stuff over, you know, from wherever you're at and uh, just to tell us what's going on. All right. So stay tuned. We're continuing to release shows. Roy will be on a lot more often. Doug and I will be back eventually back in the studio talking about some more things. We've got a lot of things planned for the future and it's going to be a lot of fun. So have a great week, everybody. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2011. Thanks so much for listening. For, for all your people that are serving you. And it goes up to... Oh, where is it? You can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs>